0: And turn to Philippians, the third chapter. I told you I was having kind of a moment missing folks and thinking about who's not here that ought to be here. And, you know, God just kind of smacks me back into place and says, look at all the people that you do have. Look at all how blessed you are. Amen. And I am thankful. Praise God. I know I'm going on one day to be reunited with some friends that have gone on before us. Praise God. But until then... I thank God for my church family. Amen. Praise God. I'm going to ask you to help me out tonight. Praise the Lord. I've got uh, seven points here, but really just one that I want to deal with. But I'm going to uh, to ask for some input from you before we get to uh, the bottom line. Let's pray. God, we love you. Thank you for your mercy, for your kindness. Thank you for the, the beautiful Lord, presence of your spirit we felt during worship and that we feel during these great testimonies. God, bless your people now. I ask for your anointing. I ask for, Lord, your direction and that we would all, Lord, together just be able to, Lord, just learn and to grow and to be more what we need to be in you, God. Just continue to, to cleanse our lives and lead us on, Lord. We love you. We thank you. We pray in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Philippians 3. Verse 7, it's just very rich portion of Scripture here. But what things were gained to me, I, those I counted loss for Christ. Yea, doubtless I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord. Isn't that awesome? Take this whole world, but give me Jesus. For whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, That I may win Christ. You think he's just going to stop beating around the bush and tell us how he really feels? Amen. And be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness, which is of God by faith, that I may know him. Hallelujah. Listen to this. Not just in the good times. And the power of his resurrection. I I want to know more of his power. But it also says in the fellowship of his sufferings. He's going to be with you through the, battle, through the battle, through the trial. Being made conformable unto his death, if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. Not as though I'd already attained. He didn't have an attitude act like I just got there so I, you know, I can sit back and cruise for a while. Either we're already perfect, but I follow after that I may apprehend that for which I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. He said, he's got a hold of me. I'm reaching to get a hold of more of him. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. I may have had some victories in the past. I got to let that go and keep reaching out for more. I may have stumbled in the past. I got to get mercy and, and, and let that go and move on forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. Listen now. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. God bless you. You can be seated. Sadly, this is so important, but a lot of folks miss it. You'll hear me say quite often that... Our lives are not just a constant responding to maybe the trouble that the devil's bringing on us. But we need to be actively reaching forward for more of God. Amen. We need to be aggressive. I believe in one place it talks about the kingdom of God is taken by force, the violent take it by force that there is a spiritual aggression in us, hungering and thirsting after righteousness. Amen? If you have a lazy kind of attitude, like we see in this day that we're living in these last days, where everybody is expecting everything to be done for them, rather than pressing in and fighting battles and overcoming. Amen? Praise God! You're not going to do very well with that kind of mentality that just kind of sits back and life just goes on and and, and you're just trying not to not to fall away. You you've got to start making some decisions and that that move you forward and and, and taking a hold of uh, of some things and some promises in your life that that God has given you and and fight that fight. Amen. Be laborers. We're not just in the defensive mode amen and we've uh we've talked about something similar i think one of the times recently fairly recently i'll say uh when we've had the whiteboard but i want to look at this idea of pressing toward the mark i want to get kind of specific about this about a life lived for god and i want to ask you this question i want you to start thinking about i'm going to give you a little bit of time to think about it but let's just say you had an opportunity to talk to somebody that's maybe just starting out for God. Maybe they're a newborn Christian baby and, and they have got a desire. They, they, they've looked around and they've seen that, hey, these are perilous times we're living in. They've looked around and seen that, hey, you know what? I can't play games if I want to make it. Amen. And they will maybe have a fire in them, a a zeal in them that says, you know what? I I want, I want what that preacher's talking about. I want to press on. I want to, I I want to be everything that God's called me to be. And I, I I want to, I, I want to be strong in God. I'm not looking to be a lukewarm Christian. I'm, I'm afraid there's not a, a lot of folks that that uh, again just just they're dealing with day by day experiences and they they they're going by feeling rather than by faith. They're going by you know my day was good or bad and and that that dictated how I lived for God that day rather than than pressing through and making decisions and and, and can I say just having the the direction from God. See, it's it's such a such a a prevalent spirit in the land today that, like I said, I, I love that I feel God. I love that I, I I feel excited about God. I love when I can feel His presence, but uh, I don't need that just all the time, 100 percent of the time, 24/7 to live for God. If God's not just doing what I expect Him to do, I, hey, I want to tell you what God. I want to do what you expect me to do. I want to be faithful to you. And, I, and and sometimes it's not just because I feel so motivated and so inspired. And I I feel like all oh, that, you know, sometimes, you know, you just got to go ahead and pray anyhow. Sometimes you got to go ahead and, and do God's will anyhow. And God will be there. He said, I'll never leave you. Just because you don't feel him there is like you want to doesn't mean he's not there. Just because you say, oh, God, he's not hearing my prayers. What? He's not deaf. You know we've said it so many times. You know, oh, I don't feel like my prayers get past ceiling. Those ceiling tiles aren't going to stop God from hearing you. Amen. I know what the devil tells you. I know what your you know your feelings are so unreliable. But if there was somebody that came to you and said, you know what, I, I know, I know, uh, the the mark is being everything that that Jesus wants me to be, and just just loving Him and serving Him. But how do I do that? How do I what 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 would assure me? Some some goals, some things that I want to actively work on that I can say, hey, I am by the grace of God, I, I want to be somebody that somebody says there's a strong Christian there's somebody that that is is solid and and, and real praise god i, I don 't want to just just hope for the best i don 't want to just be uh, somebody that says, Hey, this is something god I, I hope I can be but Lord, what can I do do in my life praise god to make it a priority in my life to make it a goal in my life to do uh to have in my life the practices that that strengthen me and move me in the right direction and and make me what i need to be one time i had a, a young lady come to me and say i i want to i want to be an example in the church i thought that was a pretty good thing to, to, to desire to be So what can I do to be an example? What would you tell somebody, praise God, I'm going to ask you, maybe you can raise your hand. What would you tell somebody to aim for to be a strong Christian? What what priorities and goals should they have in their life? Praise God. Who wants to start? Sister Flosser? Know the Bible. I'm not saying that's the most important thing, but I'm going to tell you just in my heart, that was one of the main things I really wanted to, to make sure was up on that list. I think it should be a goal in every Christian to know the Bible as good as you can. We all learn at different rates. We're not in a competition. But we get so focused on so many things in this world, and this book is... Is is so important for you to know Jesus, to know what He loves, to know what He hates, to know what pleases Him, to know what angers Him. The God it needs to be a priority in our lives to learn the Word of God. And that's one of the reasons we stay in the Word and we teach the Word of God. Amen. Take your time and do what you need to do. Some of you take a lot of notes. Some of you aren't note takers. Some of you listen to the word of God. Some of you read it and look everything up and and all the different ways you can do whatever works. But be actively learning the word of God. It's so important for your strength. It's so important for your growth. And it's so important for your witness to others. We should never be just someone who knows enough to be dangerous. Amen. We need to, there's power in the word. It's a sword of the spirit. Learn what the Bible teaches. I know how easy it is to get hung up. I know how easy it is to get discouraged because maybe, uh, you don't understand you think everybody else understands it better than you do and you slow down and you get disinterested and I'm not against one bit any kind of of uh, uh, of devotionals and 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 all any kind of helping methods that you that you take time and but but don't let it it's kind of like vitamins, they're supplements. It's not food. You can't live on supplements. You've got to have real food. A supplement might be able to help a little bit, maybe. But, but really, if you got real food, that stuff really probably doesn't matter a whole lot anyway. And the same thing goes with the Word of God. There's a lot of supplements, but none of it's going to replace really knowing the Word of God. That, I don't know how, how many years you've been living for God. This needs to be priority still today. So I read the Bible through once. You don't know it. You don't know it. Amen. I read the Bible 12 times. You don't know it. No, not like you should. Amen. Keep, keep digging in there. Amen. 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 That, that's so important. And that was number one on my list. I have seven. We might get to, uh, but my seventh one really is, is what I want. I want to spend a little bit more time on. Another one. Chris, go ahead. prayer of course yeah prayer i was going to say how many people were going to say this for their first one but these two are going to be so so vital i'm going to tell you something when when we have problems uh, get back to the basics when we have difficulties, get back to the basics. You have no idea how many times I've tried to help somebody who's struggling and you ask them, are, are you praying like you're really, yeah, I'm praying. Are you really praying? Well, are you still in the Word of God? Well, I don't care how many years you've been in this. Listen, prayer needs to be what my brother said, wholehearted prayer. Amen. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but we, sometimes we struggle again with just going through the motions. I prayed today. Well, did you really pray? Did you put your heart into it? Were you able to really touch God? Hey, listen, God's looking for that. And so much can be accomplished in just one good prayer meeting. So much strength and even direction. And I know people say, Oh, I don't know. I'm so upset. Why doesn't God show me his will? Are you in the word? Are you praying? Are you really praying? Is prayer a priority in your life? Do you spend quality time with Jesus? I want to tell you what, you'll you'll be in his will. He'll lead you in his will. But if you're slacking on prayer and you're slacking on the word of God, you say, I don't understand why God doesn't talk. What? This is how you talk and listen to God. Amen. This is how you have a relationship with God. This is how you have have communion and fellowship with God. This is how you develop a friendship with God. You're not doing good if you're not walking with him. And you're not walking with him without prayer. Amen. Amen. How valuable. If you want to be a strong Christian, know in the word of God, prayer is vital. They are non-negotiable. Amen. What else? Number three. I saw some brother Dave. I, uh, I'm not surprised that this is going down my list one by one exactly. <laughs> we kind of coined a phrase a while back to do all that you can do to be a part of every part of every service. We're not talking about just showing up to church. are talking about putting your heart in it. Sometimes that's a battle, right? Sometimes it's a struggle because often it's the front lines of the battle. We need one another. Church needs to be a priority. Listen, it's so important. I've never seen anybody do well that the house of God wasn't a priority. Learning, growing, having that fellowship. Hey, not all of us are social butterflies. Not all of us just love to the, to be around people. Praise God. But you know what? You need them. You need people. We're part of a body. Sometimes it's very hard to just get out of your shell and get around people. And sometimes it's very hard to to, to maybe open up in prayer and worship around people. But you know what? We help each other get out of our insecurities and our our uh, our, our comfort zone, if you will, and just let God help us grow. These testimonies, praise God, it's... Uh, you say, well, brother, that's a lot of testimonies. Those are long testimonies. So helpful to hear that other people are blessed and real and going through battles and 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 hearing just God's people. It's so so important that different ways that God works and in His gifts and His and, and it all happens together in a body. Amen. It's so important to our strength and so much we could spend. Weeks just on each one of these, each one of these. Well, those are the, those are the first three. What other things do you think somebody should focus on? Maybe a goal or a a, a focus, Sister Ashley. Fellowship, Amen. Very good, fellowship. Taking your time and 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 be around Christians. Praise God. If we read in the Book of Acts, it, it, it's got a. We've got to have something that goes beyond these four walls, amen. We've got to have build relationships with Christians that can be praying with us and for us, encouraging us, amen. Sometimes we're going through battles, and sometimes it's it's uh it's very very uh, aggressive warfare that we're in, and we need we need support we need strength that comes from more than just really coming together worshiping together but me but having friendships and having people that can can build us up and and help us it says in acts the second chapter after it talks about they were baptized repented baptized in Jesus name for their of sins filled with the holy ghost and it says uh in verse 42 they continued now this was thousands after the the outpouring of the holy ghost and this first message that of the new testament church thousands were there and it says they That gladly received his word were baptized the same day. There were added unto them 3,000 souls. That's verse 41. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. Praise God. That fellowship was so important. It goes on later on in verse 46. They continuing. Excuse me. Continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house that eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. Praise God. Thank God for good fellowship. Somebody else. I saw some other hands. Becca. Here's a good goal. This is something I would I would encourage. a, A new convert. Think about. God, if I could if I could win a soul. If I could help point someone to Jesus. Now, you know something about that? Didn't Paul say in one place, I think it was somewhere early on in First Corinthians, he said about, uh, you know, I planted the seed, someone else came along in water, but God gives the increase. So, you know, sometimes it's not this idea, hey, I want a soul, but, you know, can you be a part of that process? Just just pray and say, God, I want to I want, to, I want to win somebody to Jesus. Uh, you know, I can't save anybody, but I'm going to try to be the best witness I can be. Try to invite people to church. Try to be friendly and kind with the forethought of trying to point them to Jesus. All these things saying, God, these are things that I have to actively consider in my life. Not because I'm having a good day or a bad day. Not because I feel like these are things I, I need to... Practice in my life, getting in the word, prayer, getting to church and focusing, putting my whole heart into these things. Amen. Setting up times where building relationships that doesn't you say, oh, I just wish everybody loved me. Well, I can tell you what the Bible says about that. Amen. He that I can't tell you what the Bible says. (laughs) Praise God. (laughs) A man who wants friends must show himself friendly. Amen. Amen. When a soul think about that, pray about that, be active about it when you're out and about. Lord, I want to be a witness for you. Somebody else. Did we all get in a mall? Sister Daphne. Um, Absolutely. Consider always, always the pride is God resists the proud, gives grace to the to the humble. If you're going to do well. You got to learn how to spell. Teachable. As lower it gets, the worse the handwriting is. Because I'm not going to crunch down. To be teachable. To be teachable. See, I knew humble had a B in it somewhere. So humility, I don't think does. The idea of someone doing well—you've seen it. If if you come to church and you already know everything, rather than saying, "God, just just teach me, lead me, guide me," praise God. Ah. Uh, Somebody else go ahead, Madeline, in reach, we'll put that together with fellowship, but also having a mind to say, "You know what? I know what you mean. you know what she means? We're think we're wor- we're concerned, worried maybe, about people I don't want to lose you. Well, yeah. So I don't know if just put that up here with with fellowship, but i I, I do think it it is more that fellowship I kind of focused on maybe what we need. But in reach is, God, help me to encourage people. Did I miss anybody? Does anybody have anything else they want to add? Christopher? Avoiding temptation. That's smart. Stay away from it. I'll put that over here as well. Just be wise. You know, if the Bible tells us, we read it the other day, part of it, at least the uh The the Lord's pattern for prayer. Uh, Did I spell that right? Totally wrong. I know. Good enough for me. Thanks, man. Lead us from temptation. That's what we're praying. Amen. How How about having a... How about focusing on having a Christian home? Family, God, lead me. I, my goal, wanna, in my in my list. This is kind of way up there. You know, f- uh, God, help me take it home. Help me to come to this church, hear the teaching, hear, and and make sure I go home and apply it in our lives. Amen. And, and one more before we get to the, to the last point. Yeah, um, Christian home, personal. I'm going to get down for this one. Personal holiness. These are all things. I want to say, God, I want to take these seriously in my life. I want to I want to take these seriously in my life. I want to I want to be actively. Looking at the time I spend in the word and prayer in the house of God with my brothers and sisters out in the world and in in my family and in in my my personal time, these are things you need to consider, and each one make decisions based on growing and 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 being closer to God in these things. I think in each one of these things, like I began to say earlier, there is i think a uh, a temptation in us to say, well, you know, I'm just kind of." Not feeling that anointing today like I want to. I had a rough day. Anybody have rough days? Maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I didn't pray enough and I, I'm at the wrong place, but I feel like somebody might have had rough days. I am being sarcastic. We have rough days. So it makes it a little tougher to, to, to take some time and get into the Word of God and, and focus in prayer. Amen. Sometimes we come to church and it's a, it's a battle and, and on and on we can go. But, but God help me to, that these are, this is my life now. Loving God and serving God and growing in God. And if you're gonna grow in God, you're going to purposely press on in some of these things. Press toward a mark. I'm going to tell you what, I know a lot of people, just like, you know, you see it right in the very first few chapters in the Bible. There's somebody stumbling and falling and, and, well, hey, we're going to call them out on the carpet. Let's get this right. It's not my fault. It's his fault. It's not my fault. It's her fault. It's the snake's fault. Amen. Everybody's pointing fingers. Let me tell you, you have to take initiative. So many times I've seen people. Ah, well, you know what? That brother, that sister, you know, it's just easy for them. They don't have any problems. That person doesn't exist. People have problems. It's not. Oh, you know what? You can't expect any of this because of what I'm up against, what I go through. No, no. We all can do these things. The more you apply yourself, you got to take personal responsibility. You got to say, "This is what I got to do better." I'm sure. No doubt, no doubt. I'm not trying to uh sow any condemnation or anything like that, but there's no doubt some of these things you're looking at and saying, Oh, you know, I don't really think about that as much as I need to. You know, whatever you gotta do, write it down, put it on the refrigerator, put it on your, your whatever, on your on your your phone screen or whatever you gotta do, but, but start looking at the areas that you could do better. And press toward the mark. Press toward the mark, amen. Praise God. We just got a little bit of time left, but uh, let's look at Philippians three again. Verse 14. It says, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ. Thank you for your help. Thank you for that. I press toward the mark of the prize, of the high calling of God in Christ. Jesus, let us, therefore, as many as be perfect. Who's that? Well, he's talking really about mature Christians. Talking about people that are complete, mature in him. But as many as are mature, perfect, be thus minded. And if in anything you be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this in you. I like that. That's a promise you've heard me preach about if you've been around here very long. Because, you know, sometimes we get so caught up saying, God, I want to make sure I'm doing it right. I want to make sure I'm not doing anything wrong. And God said, I'll just tell you. If you'll pay attention, I'll tell you. I'll reveal it in you. If you're any otherwise minded, I'll tell you. He's a good father. Nevertheless, whereunto we have already attained. Now, there's a little word in there that is kind of jumping out at me. Where to we have already attained. Again, we're talking about the church now. We're talking about our, the body of Christ. Let us walk by the same rule. Let us mind the same thing. Brethren, be followers together with me and mark them which walk so as ye have us for an example. Let us walk by the same rule. Let us mind the same thing. I I want to spend a little bit of time telling you that there is an important principle of the Bible that I think is much more important than what a lot of times we give it. We almost feel like it's extra and a lot of your testimonies talked very, very highly of this. Sister Abby got me new markers and I walked over to the church and said I should have grabbed them. And I didn't. All right. And that's unity. That looked wrong to me. Now am now I'm all self-conscious uh, about it. And it's probably wrong. <laughs> so i say unity. unity. So important. The Bible tells us in Ephesians, the fourth chapter, we read it so, quote it so often. Ephesians 4, 1, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called, walking worthy of this calling. With all lowliness and meekness, long-suffering for bearing one another in love. You hear that? Walking worthy of this calling or this vocation means i got to humble myself and be patient with people. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. We cannot have unity without working for it. And I felt this so strongly that this is kind of what we are saying about all these other things. But unity is the same way. Most people that I've seen over the years are really excited about unity when they're in a good mood. But you know what all these things have in common? You press towards a mark. You are, when you're kingdom-minded, when that means that God's will and God's purpose takes precedent over what kind of day I'm having. It's it's like any, any job you may have worked that... You just don't say, hey, I'm going to sit around and stew because I'm having a bad day and I'm going to, to, to work against what everybody else is trying to do because I'm, not, I'm going through some things right now. No, you're on their time now, so you do what they want you to do in spite of how you feel. Amen. That's just part of that adulting stuff we were talking about. And as a child of God, unity means sometimes people will irritate me and frustrate me and annoy me I could go on but you're getting the point point. Right. and what we need to do is say wait a minute it's more about my feel more than about my feelings right. it's more than what I'm going through it's more than what I like and don't like God this is your kingdom right. and I've got to work to to keep unity yeah. Yeah. talks about forbearance doesn't it Praise God. Humility, long suffering. What's that mean? Patience. Amen. And that's a that's an old English word that kinda spells it out. That means you suffer for a while long. It's patience. Means I'm not just happy with just everything, but you know what? You're not gonna know because I'm doing the Lord's work. Amen. And so you're patient and saying, God, you're gonna take care of some things, but I gotta do my part. I got to do my part. You got to work at it. you got to endeavor. You got to work at unity, amen. You know, anytime you get a group of people, whether it's family or whether it's it's friends, you know, there's going to be differences in opinions and differences in in what we feel like and differences in moods. But you know, in order to to have a pleasant time, everybody's got to be more concerned about having a pleasant time than their their own selfishness, amen. We're living in a day where people are so selfish and, and all they're thinking about, they don't care what kind of damage they do, whether it's family, job, or friends. It's because I'm going, listen, it's it's got to be more about him and less about us. So endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace, there is one body and one spirit, even as you're called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. Unity. What does unity look like? What does unity look like? That I, I think so often I I use it as an example and never and and you can trust I've I've done my best for almost twenty five years. If I bring an example here, I I don't I don't take my position lightly. I just throw stuff about maybe my wife or my family around because I can. I, I try to be very careful about them and about my friends as well. But I, I think it's it's safe. I hope it's safe. No. I, to say that, you know, I've, I've said about my wife being one of the best blessings God's ever given me. And I think about that and thank God every day for that. But that does not mean we always see eye to eye on everything. And that our communication is always just, you know, always just just knowing exactly before we even say it. I, you'd be surprised how many times it's like, I have no idea what those last. Words even had to do with the ones that we were just talking about. <laughs> Praise God, and that's that's a, a marriage that God said is one flesh. Don't you ever think that you get together with with more people, even a, a small group like this, that there aren't going to be different views, different perspectives, and 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 all these things that that come together that. That should complement one another, and and if we keep our mind on on God and His purpose, it can be something amazing, yeah. Amen. and it can be something just just that accomplishes great things. Amen. But the the day we begin to get selfish about what we want, what we see, and what, it doesn't mean you're wrong. You may be a hundred percent right. But that doesn't mean, you know, when you're forbearing and forgiving, you're right. And you're putting up with things and you're forgiving things. Amen. But just because you're right doesn't mean you have to. That has to be your goal to prove that you're right. What has to be proven is that God is in the house and God is moving and God and that God can move. That unity means that we are different with different perspectives, different backgrounds, different moods that we may be in, different days that we may be going through, all kind of different things. And we come together, praise God, and just in the love of God, with the same purpose, glorify God. That in that unity, that though we look around and see all these faults, you know, it's so easy to see other people's faults. Amen. That's all right. You don't have to shout, but you know they're seeing yours, and we are, we go easy on us, you know, cause I, you know, I mean well. You're not the only one that means well. I try real hard. Yeah, they try real hard. You know, I, I'm just not perfect. man. Nah, they're not perfect either, but somehow it's, it's messed up for them. Amen. We all are fighting battles. We're all going through trials and tests. And unity means, hey, no matter what, this, we're in this for God. You know, God backed me up and helped me and defended me when when I was failing. Amen. When, when I'm far from perfect. When he could do nothing. He could have just took all day and into the night picking me apart. But you know what? He's 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 defended me. Unity means we're going to stand up for one another. Unity means we're going to see what's take on one another's burdens. We're going to see that. Well, obviously, more than anything, it's, you know, our families, our, our loved ones, we're praying for. I mean, I'm going to pray for them like it's, like it's my own. In the book of Hebrews, I think it's in the 13th chapter somewhere, it says, pray for those that are in bonds as though you're in bonds. That idea of that kind of, uh, uh of sympathy that prays and says, you know what? They, 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 they do things different than me, but God loves them and so do I. They're important to God, so they're important to me. And and and, and we become a team. We become a, a team that builds one another up and, and, and fights for one another, not against one another, and, and looks for ways that we can bring peace rather than division. Looks for ways that we can be a help and a blessing. Amen. Praise God. That was one of my other points that I didn't didn't uh, well it was it was incorporated in another one of the points of seeking to be a blessing. Seek to be a blessing, and and when you're in the house of God, and and when when we bring unity, we gotta look at and say, God, I can waste my time. What a waste! You know, the Bible says, "Why are you judging another man's servant?" I preached the message. I think I called it was uh, OMS, another man's servant, or AMS, another man's servant. Just don't worry about it. So you waste all your time fixing all their problems in your mind. Did it help you or them? No. Amen. You you got it all figured out what they ought to do, what they should do. Hey, listen, figure out how to be a blessing. Figure out how to be a friend. Figure out how to support them and defend them. And guess what? Maybe, maybe, maybe when they have a friend like that, they'll say, hey, can you help me? And then it matters what you think about that. But before that, it really doesn't. It doesn't. You know that's being a busybody. A friend that is available when they say, "Hey, I need some input, some counsel." That's biblical. But when you are offering that and saying, "Hey, I know how to fix everything in you, and I know how where you're messing up," that's a busybody in other men's matters. Amen. I mean, it's if it's your family, it's your children, it's your somebody that God's put into in your life. That's different. But in the church, we need to be be a friend. Be a help. Be a blessing. And when you do that, people are going to start wanting to be, well, the Bible talks about looking at those examples. You have us for an example. Drop down from Ephesians 4, 5 down to verse 11. Talks about how he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists, some pastors and teachers, different different offices if you will of ministry don't get too hung up on titles some churches man they just that is true everybody's got to have a name tag with a big long title apostle and prophet this and director and superintendent of that it's just like well if god's using you in a certain office great but just uplift jesus and and uh get over yourself for the perfecting of the saints that's ministry for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. That's what the goal of true ministry is. Till we all come in the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. There's that ministering till we all come into the unity of the faith. Unity is a, is a goal. These things, maybe a lot of these things just uh, are so simplistic, but I found going back to the simple things has is, is helped me. Making sure I go back and when when my mind starts to complicate things, just get back to these simple, basic things and, and do better in these. When I'm thinking about all these plans and all this thing, and I just get back to loving God and making sure the Lord is in the middle of all these things and the heart of everything like this. But unity is one of those things that we we have kind of... Don't realize that from the very beginning, God looked down and said, they've joined themselves together. Nothing can be impossible for them. But their hearts were, were set to build up their own name rather than to glorify God. So God split them up. How much more we ought to say, God bind us together so that we can have strength in your kingdom. Help me to, help me to, Love my brother, my sister and help them be the best they can be and 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 fight and press toward a mark of of unity for the church. Can we bow our heads in prayer, please? Sister Abby, come on up and play something quietly, please. It's so important to us and and we have a. A great spirit of Unity. But I want to tell you sometimes when you might not be having just the best day you've had all week. Remember the importance of pressing towards a mark of unity. Endeavoring. Remember that God has put us on a team. It's hard to be a part of a team when you're not sure if everybody's on your team. You're not sure if, if fellow soldiers are defending you or tearing you down. They're going to be strong one day and not another day. It's important that you recognize that God's, God's team He's the captain of our salvation. And he's brought you onto the team, and he wants you to recognize it's it's not about selfish needs. It's, God, how can I how can I help build that unity? How can I build, strengthen my brothers, edify them, build them up. That's what it says in 1 Corinthians 14, talking about the gifts of the Spirit. You want to be gift, your gifts to be important. Excel under the edifying of the church. Bring unity, bring blessing, bring strength to your brothers and sisters. Come on, let's pray. Let's find a place to pray. God, you're so good. that God would bind our hearts together that God would bring the unity and he has he's done some great things but remember it takes an effort it takes an endeavoring love you, Jesus. Draw us closer to you. Oh, I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Use me, Lord. Use me, Lord. You see everything that we covered here tonight, God, help us to consider and help us to examine ourselves. Help us, Lord, to, Lord, to press towards that mark. Let's all stand. Father, thank you again for your presence here. God, thank you for the your power here and your the great fellowship that we have in in this house. God, thank you for it. Lord, I ask you, please, to just use us to build one another up. Use us to encourage and strengthen. Lord, tear down everything and anything that would bring disunity. Lord, we pray against it, Lord, that you would just destroy anything, God, that would would come against the the bond that you have blessed us with god and help us i pray lord to just continue to move forward together we love you for it thank you god bless your people now god keep us safe as we travel god keep us in health and in safety and lord we give you all the glory and praise in jesus name we pray amen 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 god bless you church god bless you